This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. I gotta go to the show, I wanna get one from the balcony, just to even it out. Yes, sir. My favorite Tolkien character, this one over here. My executive producer's like, oh my God, we'll never get up now. Well, Samwise Gamgee is the best character. Samwise is the real hero. He's the one who actually, he very put Frodo on his back and drags him up the hill. Frodo can't throw the ring in the fire, by the way. You know what I was remembering the other day? Why does anyone think Frodo's gonna be able to throw the ring in the fire? Spoiler alert. Uh, why does anyone... <laughs> Think Frodo's going to the ring of the fire because when Gandalf first tells him that the ring is the ring of power, he says to him, try to throw the ring in the fire right now because Frodo says, let's melt it right now. And Gandalf says, throw it in your little, your little coal fire here. And he can't do it then. Why does he think he's going to be able to throw it into the cracks of doom later? <laughs> Gandalf did not put as much thought into this as I have. <laughs> All right, we're ready. Are there any questions I can answer before we get going here? Sir, right back there with your hand up in the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I'd go with Gandalf, man. Because Gandalf is a Maiar who has been uh, in Arda since Iluvatar cried Ea. <laughs> so he knows it all. The cool thing about Gandalf is in Valinor, he was named Olorin, O-L-O-R-I-N. And he was one of the Maiar associated with the... the, uh, the, the, the um, uh, the Valar, which is sort of like the upper angels, you might say, like the archangels or the demigods, or the uh, 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 named uh, Nienna. And Nienna, almost all of the Valar in Lord of the Rings in the, in the Silmarillion are associated in some way with a power or a focus, um, or you might say a patronage associated with the uh, Greek gods. Like, Manwe is basically on the mountain with the lightning bolts and has got the eagle and is very much like Zeus or something like that. They're all associated with somebody like that. Nienna, there's no association in any other mythology because what does she do forever? What is her power? <laughs> does anyone know? Nienna weeps forever and turns grief into wisdom. That is her power. And Gandalf who was Oleron at the time, that's his sort of, that's his patron. That's who he hangs out with. That's why he's not interested in power or glory when he comes to Middle-earth like Saruman. Saruman was a Maiar of the Valar Alue, who was the craftsman. So that makes sense, right? All right. Coming up, Peter Jackson.
Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Return to New Zealand, a magical land where hugs still happen. As I casually mentioned earlier, while I was in New Zealand, I got to spend time filming a movie trailer with Academy Award-winning writer-director Sir Peter Jackson, close friend of mine. I stayed at his house. We had dinner in the original Bag End. No big deal. It's on his property. I don't want to make you think I spent my whole time running around nerding out over the Lord of the Rings. I spent plenty of my time sitting down nerding out over the Lord of the Rings. So here is never-before-seen footage from that rare interview with Sir Peter. Thanks so much uh, for having us down here to your studio. Yeah, you're very welcome. Now, where are we? What, what is this actual space we're in right now? Uh, well, this is, this is a secret location somewhere in New Zealand. Right, got that. Uh, there's no GPS tracking. Uh, nope. Uh, happened here. Mm-hmm. All of our phones have been confiscated. Somewhere, somewhere in New Zealand that uh, houses our, our um, miniatures, Mo- most of them are from Lord of the Rings. So m- most yeah. of these are getting on for 20 years old. You're a self-taught filmmaker. You started your career making low-budget horror movies like um, Dead Alive. Mm. How did, how, what was the transition from that? to, you know, uh, acclaimed Oscar-winning director? Um, the transition was I, I um, well, Fran was, Fran, my partner, was interested in a, in a New Zealand murder case that happened in the 1950s, and she was, and so I started to research it with her, and that became Heavenly Creatures, which is Kate Winslet's first film. And then after that, we did The Frighteners. So The Frighteners was a, was a very early CGI film, and we, we had about 30 computers. And so when that film finished, we were still paying these bills. And, we, and so we, what can we do to keep these 30 computers going? So mm-hmm. I thought, well, one of those fantasy films, but with CGI creatures, because Jurassic Park was coming out, and we had the, the computers to do it. And so eventually, we, we just wondered who had the rights to Lord of the Rings. Since I've got you, I've got a few questions about the Lord of the Rings. Yep. I imagine you have. Oh, no. All right. <clears throat> this oh, is no. just for the Fellowship of the Ring. Here we go. Oh, just for Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the first CGI thing that you created for Lord of the Rings? I knew I had to do battle scenes. We you are know, huge mm-hmm. battle scenes. And in, in Hollywood films, even though you, know, you sort of see these big spectacular epics, when it, when it gets to big crowds, there's really only, like, you know, maybe at the most a 1,000 people, 2,000 people. And, 
And I mean, I mean, Tolkien writes about Helm's Deep is like 10,000 Urukai. So the only way to do that was to do it in a computer. And so we created a software called Massive, where each of the little computer people has its own brain. They have to walk and, and do their own thing and make their own choices. And it was funny, the very first test, we had like 30, 30 CGI people running it. Is that half of them turned and ran, ran away? <laughs> they were actually the smart ones, <laughs> so we had to so we had to dumb dumb them down and tell them to stay fighting. Don't turn and run. Just so you don't know how the battle's going to turn out. No, no, no. You teach. So so if you've got orcs fighting elves, you've got the, these CGI orcs are taught how to fight like an orc. These CGI elves are taught how to fight like an elf. The, the weapons they use, the, the sort of styles they use. You're capturing the action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather no, you, than like you are literally not it. in control of it. No, no. So you have these huge battle scenes where, they, where these horses, like in Return of the King, like 6,000 horses are plowing into this, into this field of orcs. And that renders for about three days. And we don't know what it's going to be like. And we, we wait and see what it's going to Because they're all, the horses, the, the riders, the orcs, they're all going to make their own mind up. You're baking a do. cake and you're not sure how it's going to no, turn no, out. No, to no, that actually. No. Well, is there, of all those things, of all the, of the moments that you created in The Lord of the Rings, and, and in The Hobbit, is there a scene that that you, even after all these years of living with it, you go, you say to yourself, I'd like to go back and see that again? Well, I mean, I always get asked what what which is my favorite Lord of the Rings film, which you didn't ask because you're smarter than that. Mm -hmm. What you asked is what was my favorite scene, which is actually, which is what I think about. Like, I, I love the Minds of Moria sequence from the Fellowship, you know, when they go mm -hmm. in through the door and sure, sure. right the way through the, um, the, um, the bridge and, Ganoff's death, I think, that I, you know, I just like that, that sequence. Mm -hmm. But a scene that I think captures a lot of the spirit, and it was a sort of a, a late scene, is that we were shooting two towers and it was introducing Gollum. Mm. And the key thing with Gollum, as most people know, know, is that he's Schmeagel and he's Gollum and it's like a split. And they, But we hadn't got a scene where you really got the idea, oh, this guy's two people and he talks to it. So we, we knew that we needed it, but we had no time to shoot it. Um, so Fran wrote a scene where Sam and Frodo are, are, are asleep, so they so they can be just lump, lumps in the bed. We don't, don't even have to have Elijah and Sean, and a little set, and um, and didn't have anyone to direct it. So I said to Fran, "Well, you wrote it. You, you should you should go and shoot it." So she went in for a day, and she and she she wrote and directed the scene, which has become kind of um, yeah, pretty famous now. Yes, and that was that was a late thought because we just realised that we needed it to really sell the idea to the audience of who this guy is, and um, and Fran Fran wrote it and wrote and shot it with a tiny crew. I uh, recently sat down with Jacinda Ardern, your prime minister. Yes, and she revealed that she auditioned for the Lord of the Rings and didn't get a part. Is that awkward now when you run into her? Now, do you reckon she was telling the truth? Was it? She said. I mean, I have no reason to to no, doubt no, no, uh, the leader I, I, of your I, I, country. No, no. I, I, as long as it wasn't wasn't a joke. Mm -hmm. We had her audition again. You did. Yeah. Would you like oh. to see her audition? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. Here we go. If you want him, come and claim him. If you want him, come and claim him. Boom. Would you like to apologize? Peter, do the right thing. I thought it was great. Uh, Jacinda, and clearly 20 years ago, I made a terrible mistake. Okay, you're a big man. Mm. For such a small man. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.